we've been talking about there's an app for that for the last several weeks. And um, this is really all coming from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus said, before he preached, right before he preached the Sermon on the Mount, that if we're going to follow him, if you go over here to your far left, to that icon over there, represented that first message, Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to drop your nets. And that was the topic of our first sermon. And that's how we kind of started this whole series out by saying, if you want to follow God, it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to walk away from something else. It kind of sets the foundation for all we're going to do. The next message was about happiness. And Jesus said, blessed are those who, and he's got a whole list of things, the blessed hours. And we talked about how in order to be happy, in order to really be happy, it's going to require that we follow God. And following God requires us to leave some other things. Requires us to make some choices and some decisions. The next message was on lust or temptation. And we talked about how following God requires that we give up some things, some desires or some temptations that in our, are in our lives. Some things in our lives that need to be laid down in order for us to follow Him. The, the next one, the green one there, is the ticking time bomb of anger that we all deal with. We all struggle with this issue of anger in our lives and how Jesus said, if you want to follow me and you want the fullness of life that I offer you, you're going to have to lay down that anger. And last week, this little icon over here with the, the wee boxing guys over there, I don't know, the little blue ones, we talked about our enemies and how we've all got enemies in our life. They take on different pictures, different forms, different, uh, di- different levels of enemies, but we've all got people who are pitted against us in one way or another. And how if we're going to follow God, we've got to lay down those things. Well, this week, we're going to talk about prayer. Now, in preparation for today's message, I went back and read the entire Sermon on the Mount again. And I'd say one of the things that I came away from was this impression that it seemed like everywhere I read, Jesus was saying, you want to follow me, you want to get the fullness of what it is that I offer you, the God life, it's going to require you to give something up. I know we, we don't like to come to church and really talk about that because we'd rather come here and get a feel good, you know, just get a warm fuzzy. We'd rather come here and have a good time and laugh a little bit and sing a little bit. But if we're going to be serious about what God's talking about, He's saying we've got to give some things up. And one of the things I noticed that kind of an overriding theme with all of this is that we have to give up our perception of our rights to things. I have to give up my right to be angry. I have to give up my right to have enemies. I have to give up my right to yield to temptation. And we all have things that we consider to be our rights, but that does, that's not the way things work in God's economy. God says, if you want to have a relationship with me, you're going to have to yield those rights to me. So I was thinking about prayer, and I thought, well, I don't know. Does that really apply? Is it really the same thing? I thought, well, yeah, it really is because prayer is about us approaching God and recognizing our complete and total dependence on Him. Prayer is about me acknowledging that I'm not sufficient in and of myself. I'm the kind of guy that likes to be in charge. I like to be in control. I like to make my own decisions. I like to say yes or no based on what I want to do. And every one of you is the same way. You like to make your own decisions. You like to be in charge. You like, you don't want somebody else telling you the way it's got to be. And yet, if we're gonna if we're gonna yoke with Jesus and walk side by side with Him and get the fullness of what this God life is all about, 
it's going to require an acknowledgement on our part that, God, I'm not in control here. And I don't know what's best. And your ways are higher than my ways. And that begins in prayer. So we're going to talk about that today. Jesus gave us great pictures of uh, what prayer is all about in the Sermon on the Mount. If you want to turn there, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6 today. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to begin with verse 5. And this is what Jesus said. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So let's begin our discussion today by asking the question, what is prayer? Jesus said, you know, if you're going to pray, don't go be a braggart. Don't go stand on the street corner and say, Oh, Lord God, Thou most holy right one. Everybody notice me. Everybody notice me. That's not really what prayer is. Jesus said, Go into your prayer closet. Go into your private place and get with me. And this is what I think the real issue is about. What is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is communication with God. Now, all of you have relationships in your life. Some of you are married, you have a spouse. Some of you have a best friend or an employer or a teacher or an employee or a neighbor. We all have human relationships in our lives. In those human relationships, communication is an essential ingredient. requires communication for the relationship to exist. If we want the relationship to grow and to move to a different level, it's going to require an enhanced level of communication. Now, I just use my marriage relationship because it's right there in my face all the time. I'll just use that as an example. I've got, I've got a great relationship with my wife, but if we don't communicate, the relationship becomes testy, shall we say, strained, right? Everybody get that? That's true with any of your relationships, is it not? If you don't continue to enter into communication. Now, what is communication? Communication can be verbal. I mean, obviously, that's my wife would like me to be a whole lot more verbal than I am, but she's a woman and I'm a man, so that's never going to happen. Our communication can be on a verbal level where we're just sharing words. We're sharing information with words, thoughts, ideas, exchanging information. But a communication can go beyond that, can't it? It can go to a whole different level. But I, I like to just be with my wife. You know, and sometimes, sometimes I like to just be with her without, what do they say, all that babbling going on? <laughs> sometimes it's her, sometimes it's me, mostly it's her. We're, the other night, we're sitting on the couch, I'm reading a book, she's sitting on the couch with a laptop and she's working on something, and she just reached over with her hand across the couch and, and laid it on a pillow. And I reached my hand over and I took her hand. And while we both sat on the same couch, we were doing two completely different things. We weren't talking with one another. We were communicating. We were communicating love for one another just by holding each other's hands. 
I like to just be with my wife. I like to just be in her presence. There's a level of communication that occurs there. I like to hear about what's important to her, what's going on in her life. She likes to hear what's going on in my life. Just communication. Prayer is very much like that. It's communication with God. But just like our human relationships, if we don't invest in this communication, the relationship with God can't grow. As a matter of fact, it can become testy or strained after a while if we don't communicate with Him. Can we all see that? What is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is also relationship. It's, the communication really is all about relationship. So the, the communication back and forth is a relational communication. And what that means is that it's not just a ritual. When I really pray with God, when I have relationship with Him, it's not about me getting on my face and bowing to the east and doing the, whatever the right things are that I'm supposed to do. Or it's not about me going to the priest and giving the right tokens and paying the right fees. And I'm not slamming anybody else's religion. I don't want to talk about religion today. I want to talk about relationship. Relationship with God is about me investing and choosing to know who God is. That's what prayer is. Now, I have to ask, if that's what prayer is, is prayer a part of our lives? I have to ask myself that question, is prayer a part of my life? Prayer is communication with God. It's, it's about relationship. It's about uh, knowing Him and Him knowing us and us continuing to communicate in an ongoing fashion. Prayer is also dynamic, which means that it's, it's not just about rules and regulations. You know, I could give you a list of things that you're supposed to do every day to make sure that your relationship with God is growing. But if you just did those things to check it off your list, that's not really a dynamic, healthy relationship, is it? That's just being a legalistic check marker doer. <laughs> that's not what this is about. This, this is about us knowing God. This is about us having relationship with Him that goes beyond. It's about a dynamic relationship is one where I don't just say when I go to bed at night, now I lay me down to sleep and pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. What a morbid little prayer. But, but, you know, that's a ritual prayer that somebody taught us to say. And if we memorize that, okay, that's something. But how about I say, God, you know what's going on in my life? And God said, yeah, I do know what's going on in your life. Well, let me tell you, God, I'm really hurting right now. And God said, yeah, I know you're hurting. Tell me about it. And he wants to hear it. He wants to listen. And I would say, God, do you have some advice for me? Do you have some, you have some answers for me? So prayer is dynamic. It's not just about rules and regulations. Prayer goes beyond that too. Prayer is, is also hard work. Just like our human relationships. Now, those of you that are married, you get this. You know what it's like. The relationship requires hard work. The truth is, those of you that just have friends, you get this too. It's hard work to maintain an ongoing relationship because somebody sees something a little bit different. It's not easy. And if anybody ever told you that relationship with God was easy, they misled you. And they, they should not have. And I'm, I don't want you to think that relationship with God is easy. Is it worth it? 
Oh yeah, no question. It's worth it. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. I had a good friend of mine, pastor one time, that used to tell me that prayer is a lot like working for the telephone company. Some days you just dig holes. And some days you plant poles. And every so often you make connections. You see, relationship with God is really a lot like relationship with people. Sometimes you just have to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes you just got to keep digging the hole. Just dig, dig the hole. Dig the hole. I know I'm not making connections. I know, God, you and I aren't we're here instead of here. It's not working. But I'm going to keep doing the right thing. And I'm going to keep investing. And I'm going to keep communicating on my side. Let me ask you this. Does anybody in this room honestly think that God does not want relationship with you? Well, of course not. You wouldn't be here if you really believed that. God wants relationship with us. And I can stand on the Word of God, the Bible that says God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. So who do you think is the variable in the equation? All you algebra students. It's us. We're the variable in the equation. We're the ones that this doesn't always work the same way. I want to have connection with God. Sometimes I just need to dig holes. Once in a while I get to plant a pole. And every so often I take two wires and look at them together. Connection with God. Yes. And such rich times those are. But that requires for you and me to be committed to God. What is prayer? It's all of these things. It's communication. Prayer is relationship with God. So the next question we need to ask ourselves is how do we pray? Jesus gave us a clear model in Matthew chapter 6 in the in this Sermon on the Mount. He gave us a clear model of what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Probably more accurately, the model prayer. And what did Jesus say in that model prayer? He said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I think it's great that we memorize this prayer and we quote it or sing it at high school graduations or whatever it is that we do. We all know, we, most all of us know this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you can spout it off. I don't think that Jesus wanted us just to memorize the prayer so that we could ritually recite it back. I think He wanted us to see the principle that was, that was communicated in this prayer as He spelled it out for us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We approach God, recognize that word hallowed means holy. We approach God recognizing that He is holy God. He is the God of the universe. He's the God of creation. He's the King of glory. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Almighty One. God, I approach You. I I come to You acknowledging who You are. And in that, who You're not. The next phrase says, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a way for us to get in the right position with God. For us to acknowledge that You are who You said You are. You are the great and mighty God. Your kingdom come. What is important to You is what matters. What is important to Me is not what matters. Your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. No resistance. And when we get, when we get that, and when we learn to pray that, We find ourselves yielding to His will instead of trying to exert or influence our own will. Jesus goes on. Give us today our daily bread. Wow. 
so much here. We, we could spend a whole month of Sundays on this, this topic. So I'm just, I, I'm just trying to get through here for you. Give us today our daily bread. This is about us, again, recognizing our dependence on God. God, I can come to you with a whole lot of wants. How about I come to you with saying, I have some needs. And I expect that you, God, are going to supply my needs because you said in your Bible that you would supply my needs. So this is about us lining up with Him, getting our hearts right. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. You want to walk in peace with God and fullness with God? You've got to forgive because guess what? In order for you to have a relationship with God, you have had to be forgiven. Anybody here without sin? Well, of course not. Not even going to ask you to raise your hand because you just embarrass yourself. No, we're not without sin. We've all got sin. The only way we can have a relationship with God is for Him to forgive us. But if we want to walk in the fullness of what God is all about in our lives, we've got to be willing to forgive others. And so this part of the prayer reminds us to daily do that. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God does not lead us into temptation. Why is this in here? Because we need to understand, recognize, acknowledge that there is temptation in our lives. And God wants to deliver us from that temptation. Once again, this is alignment. This is us aligning ourselves under the authority and the majesty and the glory of God to have a relationship with Him. And he finishes out by saying, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. There's a great model for us, a great example. So the question is, how do I pray? Well, three things. If I want to pray and really make connection with God and really have a relationship with Him, I'm going to have to pray honestly. You know, I think that God sometimes just kind of gets sick with us. I'm sorry if that offends you. I'm just telling you what I think, and you can take it or leave it. I think God sometimes says, would you give me a break? Would you stop with all the deep tones and thou most holy right God and proper things to say and flowery language spoken in the King of Jameis because other people will be impressed with that. God says, would you just be honest with me? I think God says, would you just talk to me? I like to say it like this, and some of you will be a little uncomfortable with this. I like to say that we've got to learn how to get naked with God. And what I mean by that is that we've got to find a way to get rid of all the airs, all the image kind of things. We've got to find a way to get rid of all the, the facades that we all put up. Because, you know, we all put up those facades. We do. But don't you know that God already knows? Remember what He, what he said back earlier? He said, And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Don't you think God already knows what's going on? I mean, after all, He is God. He knows everything. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows what's going on in your life. And then you want to go to Him and say, Oh, holy God. I want to thank you for your bountiful blessings upon this fine day. And, and God said, just talk to me. Pray honestly. 
And secondly, we need to learn how to pray intentionally. Now, I grew up in the church, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 talks about how we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Pray continually. And I believe that. And I think that as we grow in relationship with God, you and I will learn how to pray continually. It's like when you're, you're out mowing the grass. I don't do that anymore. But when you're out mowing the grass, you can be praying. Or when you're driving down the road. How many of you pray when you're driving down the road? It's proof that you don't have to close your eyes when you pray. I think that's a great thing for us to kind of have this ongoing communion with God, this ongoing relationship. And frankly, I can tell you that that is a part of my life. There, there is sitting at my desk at the keyboard, uh, multitasking. I know men don't do that very well, but I do a little bit of it. I'm multitasking. I'm, I'm typing or I'm reading. And at the same time, I'm communicating with God. There's some things going on there. There is a certain aspect in my life where there is some praying without ceasing. It doesn't happen all the time. It does sometimes. But if I were to take that same approach in my relationship with my wife, for instance, well, honey, you know, I'm mowing the grass and I'm thinking about you. If that's all it ever was, <laughs> how do you think that would go, guys? It ain't happening. You know what, it mean, what I mean? There has to be some intentional, something intentional about the relationship where there are times when I sit down to my wife and I say, this is FaceTime. This is you and me. I am focused on you. I am talking to you. I'm listening to you. I, it's you and me. And it's on purpose. Don't you think God wants the same thing? Don't you think God wants you to set aside everything else and say, this is our time, God. This is you and me having a relationship. And finally, I think that we need to pray passionately. I just, I'm not sure that God even cares about our little token prayers. Where God, you know, where we just throw it out there. God, will you just have God? Will you just have that guy move up in the lane a little bit so I can get over there and not miss the green line? Well, I, if we're praying without ceasing, I think that's a valid prayer. But if the only time we ever go to God is when we need something or we want something or it's for our advantage, I think God's saying, "Are you serious? You're going to talk to me about that when you won't talk to me about your heart?" I think God needs us to be honest and He needs us to be passionate about relationship with Him. So now, here's where it gets a little tough. We've asked, what is prayer? And we've asked, how do you pray? Now I need to ask this question. And I, I just I want to tell you, I don't want to offend anybody. It's really not my heart to offend anybody. But we need to ask the question, why don't I pray? If prayer is these things that I said about relationship, why don't I pray? And I thought long and hard about this, and I thought, you know, there's all kinds of excuses. I'm too busy, or I'm too tired, or I've got these deadlines pressing, or I'm just so easily distracted, God. You know, you made me to be ADD, or whatever it is. All these things that we throw up as excuses for not having relationship with God. They're really just excuses, and I think they kind of boil down to three things that we need to acknowledge. Why don't I pray? Now, just before we go there, let me tell you. If you come here every week because 
there's good music and some guy gets up and talks and you kind of get a, a warm fuzzy and a feel good. And by the way, you get some free bagels and coffee or whatever happens to be out there in the courtyard too. And you get to hang out with your friends and that's the end of it. That, that's great for you. I'm happy for you and I hope you'll continue to do that. By the way, I love hanging out with all of you. You're good people. I like to be with you. I like to spend time with you. I like to cut up with you. And just I like to know what's going on in your life, all of that stuff. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I want to move on with God. I want relationship with God. I want to know who He is. I want to understand Him better. I want to walk in His path and His ways. I want His life to infuse my life. And that's why I come back here. And so I have to ask myself, honestly, why don't I pray? Why don't I pray? And I, I, I could only come up with these three. Number one, I don't pray because I don't care. Now, that's pretty ugly. And again, I didn't, I didn't come here today to try to offend you. But truth is truth. And sometimes we need, we need to be confronted with truth. And we need to wrestle with truth. Why don't I pray, God? Why don't I invest in this relationship? Why am I not intentional about spending time with you? I mean, do you understand how, how glorious it is that God Himself has opened up access to His throne directly to us? He says in Hebrews, we don't have to go through a priest. We can go directly to Him because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. We have direct access to the God of the universe. Why would we not take advantage of that? Well, number one, it could be because I just don't care. And if that's true, oh, oh, that hurts. And number two, I think it could be because we just don't believe. Is it possible that we just don't really believe all this stuff? You know, and if that's the case, if you're just coming here because it's like a good club and you get some free bagels or something, that's great for you. But I do believe. And yet, if I really do believe that He is who He said He is and that all of His promises are true, why wouldn't I get to know Him so that I could walk in the fullness of those promises? Why wouldn't I? Maybe I don't care. Maybe I don't believe. Or maybe I do believe, but I don't trust. Is it possible that I've just been wounded or messed up somewhere along the way where I just don't really trust the goodness of God? I don't trust that while His ways are higher than my ways and He may ask me to do things that aren't comfortable for me and He wants me to drop my nets and leave behind all this stuff in order to follow Him. But... He really knows that if I do that, it's better for me. Maybe I believe in God and I believe that His Bible is all true, but I don't really trust that His intentions are better than my own intentions. So here's what, what we've got to do, folks. We, we really need to confront ourselves with truth, with the truth of our relationship with God. We really need to take a few minutes to look inside our hearts. So here's how we're going to do this today. 
We're going to watch a video in just a minute. It's, the video is the Lord's Prayer, that model prayer. It's got some, some inspiring images and some good music on it. You're going to watch that for it's two minutes and 20 some odd seconds. I'm telling you all this because I don't want you to be too uncomfortable. I want you to be a little uncomfortable, but not too uncomfortable, okay? We're going to watch this video together. And I want you to allow that video to inspire you, to, to prick your heart, to touch you. And then the band's going to come back out and they're going to play our, our final song. And while they're doing that, I'd like to ask you to invest in your relationship with God. I'd like you to pray right where you are. You can do it in your chair. You can get on your knees or on your face. You can stand up. You can come down front. You can go to the sides. You can do whatever you want to do. You can get up and walk around. All of it's fair game, okay? And, and I want you to invest in your relationship with God for a few minutes. And you can stay as long as you feel comfortable. We're not going to have a formal close to the service. When you're done, you get up and leave. Nobody's going to be sitting back there saying, well, hey, you didn't stay very long. You must not be very spiritual. This is a place of grace. No condemnation. Nobody's looking at that sort of thing. You may need to go. Whatever. Watch the videos. Communicate with God as long as it takes. Folks, I want to ask you, please, be honest with God. Bear your heart to Him. And let Him connect with you.